0: Welcome to Small Biz Brainiac, providing employer intelligence that helps you navigate the regulatory landscape and keep you on course running the business you love. Here's your host, Thomas Rock Lindsay. Hey, Small Biz Brain Trust, welcome to episode 134. This is part two of the OSHA claim reporting, retaliation, and post accident drug testing rules. My name is Thomas Rock Lindsay. And this is the podcast that delivers employer intelligence two days each week in a short seven to 10 minute episode. You know my co host, Robert Attridge. He delivers the Thursday show, and I deliver the Tuesday show. In part one, I introduced you to the three new provisions in OSHA's record keeping rule that took effect on January 1st, 2017. And today, we'll learn more details about the provision that prohibits you from retaliating against your employee for reporting a claim. More specifically, how your drug testing policy is impacted. So OSHA's afraid that a blanket post-accident policy will cause some employees not to report a claim or maybe not report it accurately. Because what if they took drugs or they had a few beers before the accident and thought, for some silly reason, that you might frown on that, seeing as how you have a drug-free workplace policy and how much you're always talking about safety. So without outright prohibiting post-accident drug testing, OSHA just says that a policy that deters and discourages employees from reporting a claim is illegal. It's not that big a deal, because all you have to do is make sure that there's an objectively reasonable basis for the test. In other words, a reasonable possibility that your employee was on drugs or had consumed alcohol, and that such use, you know, could have contributed to the accident. Oh, And you'll have to make sure that the drug test will be able to accurately identify the impairment, because you can't go off drug testing for drugs that you can't conclusively say contributed to the employee's behavior, and currently available tests are generally unable to establish that relationship between use and impairment. But hey, if you've got those bases covered, well then go right ahead and have them drug tested. Otherwise, if you don't know, and you test them, that could constitute retaliation, and that would be illegal. Now, for more information on various drugs' effect on human performance, go to the episode show notes and click on the link to the Drug Human Performance Fact Sheet, Compliments of the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Actually, I may be making this sound too easy. So let's say that an employee is injured by some boxes that fall off a pallet after just being set down by a forklift after somebody else had wrapped them. Now, if you don't test the forklift driver and the person who wrapped the pallet, even though they weren't injured, if you just test the injured worker, OSHA might say that's unreasonable. But again, they don't leave you just hanging in the lurch, you know, scratching your head. They offer several examples that you can read and hopefully find one that fits your circumstances so you can make the call before it's too late. I'm just going to share two of those. Scenario one. Employer required Employee X to take a drug test after Employee X reported a work-related carpal tunnel syndrome. Employer had no reasonable basis for suspecting that drug use could have contributed to her condition, and it had no other reasonable basis for requiring her to take the drug test. Rather, employer routinely subjects all employees who report work-related injuries to a drug test regardless of the circumstances surrounding the injury and the state work comp program applicable to the employer did not address drug testing and no other state or federal laws require it. So did the employer violate this new provision? Yes, because you can't take adverse action, and drug testing is adverse action, against an employee simply because they report work-related injuries. Rather, employers must have a legitimate business reason for requiring the drug test, such as a reasonable belief that the drug use Contributed to the injury. If drug use could not reasonably have contributed to a particular injury and the employer has no other reasonable basis for requiring a drug test, that's a violation. Scenario two Employee X was injured when he inadvertently drove a forklift into some stationary equipment. He reported the injury to the employer. Employer required employee X to take a drug test. Did employer violate this provision? No. Because employee X's conduct, i.e., the manner in which he operated the forklift, contributed to his injury, and because drug use can affect conduct, then it's objectively reasonable to require employee X to take a drug test after you learn of the injury. Now, there are some exceptions to the rule, because there are certain jobs where post accident drug testing is actually required by law. For example, Positions regulated by the Department of Transportation. So they're not subject to the rule. Another exemption is where state work comp law allows it. So let's say the state has a voluntary drug free workplace program and employers who participate get a premium discount. If your state has that, it's important that you know about it. So you should ask your insurance agent if that particular law exists in your state. And if it does, then you should adopt it and have it endorsed onto your policy. This is true for both monopolistic states, where the coverage is only available from the state, or, like most states, where you can purchase from a private insurance company. That is your get-out-of-jail-free card, so you want to make sure you have it if it's available. Now, there isn't much guidance from OSHA on what you should do to conform your drug policy to their liking. And they do say that they'll be looking at drug testing programs on a case-by-case basis. So what should you do? Well, the first thing is to review your policies, both your claim reporting and your drug testing policies. You should look for any language that a very sensitive person could misinterpret to be cruel and discouraging, anything that would make them afraid to report the occurrence of a workplace contracted illness or an on the job injury. Your policies should clearly state that post accident drug testing will only happen under certain reasonable circumstances, and any investigation and decision to screen an employee should be well-documented and put in their employee file. Next, you need to train everyone involved in the claim reporting process, from supervisors to the CEO, everyone in between, because OSHA is going to look beyond the policy to see what you're actually doing. You won't be able to hide behind it. The best thing to do is to hire a third-party provider of workplace safety to have them review, revise, and train your company on the new policy. Well, there you have it. To get my free report on the eight steps to lowering your employer liability, go to smallbizbrainiac.com. Follow that advice and minimize your exposure to penalties, fines, and lawsuits. And if you have any questions about that, don't hesitate to ask. Well, that's a wrap. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.